G'day guys, Kerry here. Um, so this clip is the beginning of a project that I've kind of been mulling over and had percolating away in, in my head for a couple of years now. And I explain in the video, um, which is a chat with Mike King, um, about what what it is that I'm kind of working on. The intent of this is to interview a few experts and 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 different people in the industry about this subject and put it together into essentially a, I don't know, a mini doco or an episode, whatever you want to call it, uh, because I think it's important. I don't think we've talked about it publicly enough. It's one of those things that um, is uncomfortable to talk about, but I think we need to. Um, but details are in there. So... Uh, as always, look, if, if anything comes up and you're needing somebody to talk to, it's uh, one of the bravest, most courageous things you can do is ask for help. So talk to a mate. If you don't have anyone you're comfortable talking to, that's sometimes where professional help comes in really useful. Um, I have found with the, uh, you know, I'm surrounded by good mates and I'm surrounded by my family and there is a support network there. But I personally have found talking to a professional counselor, therapist, whatever you want to call them, they have the techniques and methodology and systems to sometimes unravel all the stuff and uh, help make sense of it. Uh, it's an ongoing project. Um, I'm documenting it. I'm going to be sharing that with you guys. Um, but if you're really stuck, man, reach out, message me. I'm not a therapist and I may not be the best person to help you but I can also try and put you in contact with somebody who might be able to and we can get the ball rolling for you because it's important for ourselves for our family for our kids that we're constantly striving to be better people healthier people better blokes so yeah um, enjoy this um, it's the first of a few uh, as always, any questions, concerns, comments, just need to reach out, say hello, do get in contact, guys. I love hearing from you all. See you later. Mike King, thank you very much. Welcome to Good Blokes. Um, I have to spend a couple of minutes, one, to, to thank you just for what you've been doing and continue to do, um, and also personally as well, because I've reached out to a few people. I mean, I, I sort of had this idea years ago to do this good blokes podcast and um got sidetracked as you do i did i did a show on a podcast on djing stuff i've done a podcast on long range pre precision rifle but really underneath it what i've always wanted to do was this stuff and and talk to people about um those conversations blokes have when normally you know there's no one else around late at night wee hours of the morning and stuff like that because um i think it's just important to show guys talking about important stuff i think in some ways that's as simple as it needs to be sometimes that people can watch it and go that's how it's done so uh, i i sort of had this thing that's been brewing in my head and i've been talking to a few people about regarding the um the the firearm side of things the suicide side of things and depression and mental health and reached out to you and to be blunt was amazed because i've had no one get back to me as quick as you did and as positively as you did and you kind of skipped a lot of the we'll call it the formality and was just friendly and it's just like oh sweet that's easy so i truly oh, appreciate right. that so um yeah i mean i i've through through weird 
some ways, circumstances, I got involved with the firearms industry now about 10 years ago, I suppose. Um, prior to that, I was working in nightclubs and DJing for like over a decade. So I came from a very different place, Auckland Central nightclubs into the, the firearms industry. Um, but due to my uh, upbringing, uh, mum was a, a nurse, public health nurse. Uh, growing up, we had foster kids floating around and I don't, now I have conversations with my mum about some of the history of some of those kids coming in and out and some of the stuff that was going on in the household. So in some ways, I maybe had a bit of a um, good foundation, maybe slightly unique in, in dealing with some of the stuff. Um, but I got into the firearms industry and as is my nature, got heavily in the safety side of things. But then also started looking at the culture and there's this crossover of not everyone, but a lot of gun owners are that there's a lot of blokey blokes in the, uh, who own firearms and hunt and fish. And... Um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Not at all, no. And and the bloke, for me, intentionally setting up that website was partly claiming back the term bloke. Because being blokey became this thing of you're a bit of a meathead and, and into, you know, uh, bikinis and girls and alcohol, which is, again, in certain amounts is not a bad thing either. But it's like, no, nah, you can also be a bloke and, you know, have emotions and talk about stuff and... For me, it was documenting what I was learning and Good Blokes is, is continuing for me to document what I am learning. One thing that, that came up with the, it's always been there, but the, the recent changes to the arms legislation bill and some of the submissions went through, there's been an undercurrent just talking to guys and it's not, it hasn't been a lot of public conversations i've had conversations with guys on ranges or hunting i've had conversations with arms officers and police officers about this as well but it's not to me i haven't seen a lot of public talk about this so i thought um while i'm not we've, we've discussed we're not here to talk about guns necessarily but there's a there's an undercurrent going on that i think is worth talking about and um when I contacted you, I started doing a bit of research uh, or thinking of contacting you. And, and one of the submissions I came across was from the, um, the Suicide Mortality Review Committee. And I could kind of thought this was the case, but it was interesting to see um, some statistics and figures come out. And people often talk about uh, guys with firearms. They talk about, you know, if you've got a firearm, um, well, I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll I'll read out their quote because they've, they've done it for me. Self-inflicted injury is a leading cause of firearm-related death in New Zealand with approximately 50 deaths per year. Over the period 2000 to 2015, uh, there were 867 deaths recorded as caused by a firearm, of which 708, so 82%, were recorded as self-inflicted. So the vast majority of deaths by a firearm in New Zealand are due to um, suicide, basically. And some people then go off on a tangent and say, well, if we ban guns, we're going to reduce suicide. And, and they've actually seemed to find it doesn't reduce suicide. It's just that blokes being blokes, if you're going to do it, you're looking for an effective method. And to be blunt, that's it. But what really interested me was another thing down here. And it's, it's this paragraph here. Um, uh, only one quarter of those who die by gun suicide have previously been treated with antidepressants, which is lower uh, than the one third of those who died by other methods of suicide. Similarly, those who die by suicide using a gun have lower levels of prior contact with specialist medical health services and hospital treatment for self-harm 
than those who die by other methods. Uh, they're also very unlikely to have intended a mental health service, 11% or previously attended hospital for self-harm, 5%. And to me, it seems to tie in with conversations that I've had that there's a, a, a big fear um, that if you have a firearms license and you ask for help and talk to a mental health professional or anything like that, you're going to lose your firearms license. Yeah, so it's a, it's a real oxymoron, isn't it? Yes. Um, and, and it's one of those discussions where you have to put your your feet in the other person's shoes. Um, from a gun owner's um, uh, point of view, um, uh, particularly a gun owner that's uh, taking their own life, if there is a chance that I'm going to lose my licence by talking to even a GP, uh, that I may be having, um, you know, uh, a, a minor issue with my mental health yeah. and reach out and ask for help. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but then you have to report that to the police and you could have your license suspended, which is causing a lot of blokes and ladies yeah. to not report. And, 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 um, Things hit crisis point, go beyond crisis point until they see no other option. So the obvious thing to do would be to say to someone, uh, you won't automatically lose your license um, if you report, but then you put your, yourself in the shoes of the government official. Okay. Uh, and how does it look if um, there is a gun death and the coroner reports uh, the gun owner uh, reported that he was having issues and the public outcry going, he had mental health issues and you let him keep your gun. So they've got to cover their ass, you know. So they're covering their asses. Uh, the gun owner is covering his or her ass. And now you've got two groups of people that aren't talking to each other. Um, is there a solution to the problem? Off the top of my head, no. Part of me contacting you was the opportunity to sort of just give a, a forum, both for what you're doing and also just so I can kind of point out to some guys is what's going on as well. Um, so for me, which I think I mentioned in my email, is maybe I don't, I'm not sure. Couple I don't of, read emails. No, I'm that's, well, I, I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, did I sculpt the perfect email? You responded so quick. Anyway, um, I, in the last couple of years, I've had um, my father passed away, separated from a partner of, 10 odd years so split custody quite a lot going on and i think uh in credit to my parents the first or one of the very first things i did is like right i need to go get some counseling and this ties back into what you were talking about um with this notion reframing the counselor in the same way that you would go to a personal trainer or you would go to a Correct. nutritionist or stuff before Correct. and that was a the doctor. first thing a first doctor thing of said, the mind. Yeah. So first thing I said to the counselor, because what I do involved with bits and pieces, look, look, I'm here to basically preempt any issues because reality. Well, is, that was the first thing you said to your counselor. The first counselor I went to see is I wasn't bad touched as a kid. Uh, I don't have fucking relationship <laughs> issues. Now fix me. Well, actually, Mike, I've, I said the opposite of what you said was the first thing I said to the counselor. But that's another conversation as to why. <laughs> Um, but so that I said to him, look, I, um, I, I'm involved with firearms, a lot of firearms around me involved with everything is. And for me, I one and nervous even talking to you because of the things we've said at the top of it regarding counselors and bits and pieces, but two, it was more important to me to make sure that everything got sorted 
I weighed it up and this is me, not necessarily everybody, but I was like, right, if it does get to the point where I need to uh, surrender or hand off my firearms for a period of time, um, then that's fine. It's more important. I get in the right state for myself, for my kids, family, everything. And um, so I, and still going through, I'm, I'm again, going to set up um, regularly seeing a counselor for it. And I've just reapplied for my, so his firearm license, I've reapplied. I'm a firearms dealer, right? So I can yeah. buy sale guns as well. So the the new form that they have, I won't read it out to you, but basically there's a tick box and it's along the lines, have you suffered or are currently suffering from any kind of mental illness, including uh, depression, suicidal thoughts, stress, bits and pieces? And one, I kind of take exception to uh, stress and to certain levels of depression being called a mental illness yeah. Anyway, I'm not. I'm, I'm like everyone has. Is there an option? Is, was there an option there to say no? But I do see a counselor. <sighs> so here was my conundrum. I'm like, okay, I could take no here, and I've I've yeah. actually had this conversation with a very senior police officer, and we're going to have yeah. follow up to this. Oops, sorry, this conversation is conversation with, with them about that. Is like I could have ticked no because I know if I take no, it's not going to be asked ticked off i don't have well it's an ass covering exercise for the guy that issues you the license no he put no down here he put no down so i've ticked yes further down i've ticked uh have you had any um significant life events in your last couple of years as death of family separate of course yeah and then write down like everyone i've written details because i want to and i will document it exactly what happens when you do tick yes to all these things and um yeah, there's a there's a question now. You have to disclose who your primary health care provider is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My doctor, who I go to see to when I've got a dicky knee, knows nothing about my state of mind. Yeah, but well, the only knows you've told. Well, exactly. So that's yeah. that's an so, aside. So, well. did you submit it and did you get it back? I'm in the process of. This is all part of it being in the process, and wow. it was interesting as I was talking to. A arms officer recently. So what did, what, what did your cop mates say? Did they say that you're going to be all right? We'll find out, eh? Well, so, you know, like I, I, I would, you know, I would expect um, in this realm that you would, you know, they would give you the courtesy of going in and having an interview. Oh, yes. Oh, no, no. There's no question. Every, I, so if, if, even if yeah. you don't click all of that, you still got to go in for an interview? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, then you're yeah, still- yeah. For my dealer's license now, anyway, every year I have a, I will have a sit down. A lot of it, some of this is new, but I, every year I'll have a sit down interview with a police officer regarding it. Yeah. Um, for this one, because I've ticked those boxes, I'm likely going to have to submit a letter from a mental health professional. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and, 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 and that's fair enough, right? That's Look, fair I, enough. I'm, I'm in the. I'm in sure the, your counselor would go, no, he's, he's good. Well, you said to me, like, you're, you're proactively coming and talking to me before yeah. because you're worried you got any kids. No, you've, you've got no worries. I'm like, I know I've got no worries. That's, yeah. That I know. That's why I'm going to go through this process and, and show it. Um, because of what I do, I suppose, or my nature of what I do, I also know, um, I know gentlemen who have tried uh, to take their life, not with a gun, but have tried to take their life and yeah. have uh, lost or revoked their licenses at the moment. And that's that is the going to be the counterpoint maybe to my story because, like you said at the beginning, there is also and rightly so if a police officer, arms officer knows someone has tried to take their life, yeah, 
and uh, debating whether they should still have access to firearms. That's a that's a prick of a position to be in on their part as well, yeah. because who who wants to get that wrong and have it, you know, on a personal yeah, yeah. or or a governmental level, both both of the person. So so yeah, no, I'm I'm going through that process now, and and that will be part of documenting it.